On today's Question of Faith, what should I give up for Lent? Everybody, this is Question of Faith. I'm Mike Hayes, the Director of Young Adult Ministry here in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damian Ferentz, Vicar for Evangelization. And I'm Maria Wankata, and I am with the Communications Team. Hey, you're new. I am. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. Wait, how new are you, though? I've been here almost two years. Oh. Yeah. So, go to me. She, you were here when I arrived, so I never think of you as new. She's less new than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here a little more than a year. And so, uh, yeah, today someone asked, you know, it's, by the way, happy Mardi Gras. Happy First Mardi all, Gras. You're Got all decked beads. out. Yeah. Father Damien has his beads on, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a donut this morning to celebrate Mardi Gras. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so... Happy Mardi Gras, and uh, tomorrow is Ash Wednesday, day of fast and abstinence in the church, in case you missed that little note. Uh, so h- how do you decide what to give up to, for Lent every year? Well, do things like this. Get together with friends and talk about it before Ash Wednesday gets there. And because there have been times in my life where I put it off and then I, and then I made bad decisions or tried to do too much. So I think it's nice that the day before, and I have thought about it even before we got together today, but to pray and think about what I'm going to be doing uh, for Lent. So that's mm. how. Okay. So did you talk to anybody or? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, t- I talked to some friends and I'm talking to you now. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay. So I wrote I wrote down my thing so I wouldn't forget. Fasting's pretty easy. The last few years I've given up alcohol for Lent. And during COVID, I really took to Manhattans. Um, I was never a Manhattan, a bourbon drinker before, but uh, one of our priests in the diocese during the lockdown would have uh, Wednesday night meals uh, that he would cook and he would prepare uh, Manhattans before um, dinner. And I kind of liked them. So on my day off and uh, sometimes on the weekends, I'll have a Manhattan. So no Manhattans, but also no beer, no wine, no alcohol during Lent. And I, I like to have a drink. So um, that'll be difficult, but it'll also be good. I think it'll be very, very good for me. I'll drink a lot of seltzered water, you know. Mm. And then in terms of the prayer, well, we talked about prayer last week uh, quite a bit, and I'm just going to do more silence because I don't want to add anything, I, you know, in terms of all the prayers that I pray in the bravery and the daily mass, but I think more intentional in moments of silence. Mm. And then in terms of the almsgiving, I think I'm going to thin out my wardrobe. I mean, I just moved back from Rome this summer, and I already had some clothes in storage. I got rid of some, moved back to the seminary, but I'm looking at some shirts, T-shirts especially, that I haven't worn for a long time. They're nice. I think other people could use them better than I could, make more use of them, better use. So I think I'm going to be thinning that out, and that'll be one of the ways that I give at least Mm. one. So that's a regular practice for me. I, uh, I I turn all the hangers in my closet the opposite way, and then when I when I take them off and wear them, then I can put them on the the right way with the hook facing the the, the pole. You know? I've heard of this method before. You're one of these people. That's great. Yeah, and then I basically every six months I say, okay, what didn't I wear in six months? Well, if I didn't wear it in six months, and it's not like a seasonal thing, mm. or it's not you know a special outfit for a special occasion or something, then I then I give it away that's smart that is smart that's a nice trick yeah maria what about you all right so i kind of look at it kind of like i don't do a lot of new year's resolutions but i kind of do it during lent so i'm trying to be more active throughout the day um i'm an early riser 
I usually work out before coming to work, but then the rest of the day I just sit at my desk. So I've gotten a standing desk, but I'm also, I'm going to fast from the elevator. Um, so I work on the sixth floor and I counted this morning. That's over a hundred steps to climb. Um, so it's going to take me a lot of time and it's going to be quiet time then settle, settle my brain before, before starting the workday. Um, for prayer, I joined the pray 40 with Jesus Lent challenge mm. in the hallow app. Um, Ooh. so it's Jonathan Rumi who plays Jesus in the chosen, the chosen yeah. Jim Caviezel who plays Jesus in passion of the Christ. Um, and they're going to be focusing, praying on the seven last words of Christ. So when I checked this morning, there's over 85,000 people that have signed up for the wow. challenge. Wow. So I'm going to try to do it at night because that's when I tend to be tired and just want to go to sleep and don't do my prayers as much. Um, and then for giving, uh, my family and I were going to do the CRS Rice Bowl program. Uh -huh. Nice. So last year we did it. My kids kind of liked it. And then this year they've really been paying attention to what's going on in the world lately. Um, and they want to do it too. So all four of us will give to one rice bowl. And then I kind of like the idea that at the end, we can see what we've done together as a family, mm. that individuals working together can make a big impact when they pool their resources together and yeah. give. That's very cool. Yeah, we'll put the Catholic Relief Services rice bowl stuff up in the uh, the notes. My parish is doing this. I, I kind of brought that resource to my parish this year and said, hey, why don't we do this? And uh, we were just we were just talking about it last night. And we were saying, um, do they have any resources for Ukraine? Because uh, you know, the Catholic Relief Services, of course, is the international arm of giving for the United, for the Catholic Church, and so um, we'll put up what they're doing for Ukraine too in the show notes because they're doing some significant stuff, which is great. Um, so for me, um, so last year I did whole thirty for Lent, um, which was really like a whole forty, right? Just forty days. <laughs> what do you mean whole thirty? Um, so whole thirty is a diet oh. where you. Basically, there's it's no sugar. It's it's thir It's basically thirty days where you're only eating whole foods. Oh, um, and I lost thirty five pounds. Cool. doing it as well. It's probably a little bit longer than Lent because I kept it going for a mm -hmm. while. Uh, I have put more than that back uh, since then. Yeah, I kind of just stopped watching what I was eating over the summer and then never really got back on track. And so now it's, I was like, well, okay, this worked last year. <laughs> let's, let's just try that again. You know, if, yeah, do what you can, not what you can't. And I didn't find it all that difficult to do, but I had to be really intentional about it. Yeah. And you have to cook. You have to, you know, you really have to plan out your meals every every day and every week. And so I spent a lot of time doing that. But what I found was that when I did it, I've really felt good about myself. I really felt better about myself. I really felt mm -hmm. more mindful about what I was eating and more intentional about that. So it's like, okay, I, I just need to get back on track with this. So I actually planned out. 30 days of menus the other day. So this way I don't have to work all that hard on it at the last second. And I could just go and do my shopping and all these other things, which is good. Cool. So more organized. And what I, the other thing that I found too, is that that kind of fasting led to prayer. Like when I, when I was sort of intentionally fasting from whatever it was that I was fasting from that day, whether it was sugar or something else, um, I realized that we, we have the opportunity to fast. Like how many people in the world live on one meal a day that would relish the opportunity to fast. So it kind of gave me a sense of 
solidarity with the poor and said, okay, how, how can I pray for people who don't have anything to eat? Even though, even though I'm trying to pare down what I eat, I'm lucky that I get the chance to even just pare down what I eat. And then uh, giving, I might bring this back. I did this a while ago and, and I, I recorded it. I gave away something for every day of Lent and it had to be something hard. It had to be something that was like either that was meaningful to me. It couldn't just be like, oh, here's here's my crap and I don't want it anymore. Or this is broken. Do you want it? You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so my wife and I go out to, to dinner and she eats something and she doesn't like it. She goes, um, do you want this? Do you want to try this? And I'm like, you know, you never give me anything good, so it must <laughs> taste awful. And she said, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so it can't be lousy. It has to be something good. So I actually thought I'd start today. And so, Father, oh. I know that you are a big Bruce Springsteen fan. So there's a little yes, coffee table you. book, Bruce Springsteen Wonderful. album by album. And Maria, this Very is one good. of my favorites. It's Henry Nowen, and it's Compassion. Oh. So I'm two days ahead. See, that oh. Lent hasn't even started. I'm you. two days ahead. I was talking to Jennifer up on the eighth floor today. She's a Ruthenian Catholic, and their fast begins today. Oh, wow. So maybe you were you know, in solidarity with our Byzantine brothers <laughs> and sisters in this early gifting, giving. Yeah. 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 So we all do kind of different things, which is good, you know. And, and, and Maria's a little bit around fitness with the elevator and, and be around food and losing weight and uh, father, you know, re- refraining from alcohol and things yeah. like that. If, if someone was just starting out, what do you think uh, we should, we would advise them to do? Pick one thing and do it well. I would say, obviously, the church wants us to fast pray and give alms. But I think some people overload and try to do too much. Then they set these very high standards. And then when they fail, they get down on themselves and beat themselves up. So that's why it is good to do this with others and figure out what would be a good thing for me to do that would help me grow in holiness and help me be more like Jesus and more giving. And then you you kind of figure that out. And the benefits would would come from that too. And before I forget, I just want to... um, Speak to Maria's taking the stairs. I, I'm a stairman too, even though my dad was an elevator mechanic and he would not like that. Um, but there's a, there's been studies out that say if you really want to be creative or you're going to be going into a meeting where you need creativity, take the steps or walk first because it gets the blood flowing. Yeah. And so even before the uh, the podcast, you know, well, it's only one flight for us, but ah. whatever. But it, that that there's benefits from doing these things. You're you're doing them for the sake of doing them, but there's nice benefits that come from them too. Yeah, exactly. I do not take the stairs, I must say, but maybe I'll try. You know, I, I actually, in my building, I'm on the fifth floor of my apartment building. I have a condo and I'm on the fifth floor here. <laughs> so something with the number five, apparently. Five wounds of Christ. That's right. There you go. Very nice, mm-hmm. Father. Um, but yeah, I might try to take the stairs more often. I found that when I get to the fourth floor, then I'm a little winded and I got to take oh, that last one. Mm. It's yeah, the take third that, last. That, I, that I'm starting to count how much more. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's rough, right? It's rough, yeah. But like anything else, yeah, you know, and prayer's a lot like that too. Like I always say, prayer is a lot like you know, the relationship you have with the gym. You know, on that first day, it's really, really hard, right? You know, it's hard to lift those weights for the first time that you haven't lifted in a while, and it's, you know. But then after a while, you know. You, you, okay, now it's a little easier the second day, and then the third day it's so it's even more easy, and then the fourth day, oh look at this, I can I can do more than I thought I could, yeah. And so it's the same kind of thing with prayer. I think you start out small, and uh, I, the thing I, I meant to say this the other day on the podcast last week, I said, pray as you can, not as you can't. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't try to do something like, okay, I'm going to do five novenas, you know, over the next. 
you know, five months, you know, a good challenge, I suppose, but you, know, you might want to start a little smaller and, and see, you know, okay, let's, can I get into a regular rhythm each day? Yeah. And if you can't pray and if you do fail, turn that into a prayer. Lord Jesus, I'm trying, but I'm so weak and I wish I could do better than this, but I do love you and I want you to help me. And here I am. And that's a great prayer. So don't, I mean, the devil wants to get in and make us accuse ourselves and not like ourselves and challenge ourselves and somehow make us think that if we do these prayers, God will love us more. We're, 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 we're praying so that we can love God more. And that's really important to keep in mind as we move forward. Yeah, it's not a competition. It's Jesus just wants you to start. Start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to start somewhere, right? You know, one pull up is good enough for the first day. <laughs> the yeah. second day, maybe you do four, you know. So, yeah, all that stuff's good. Um I was thinking, you know, you were just saying before, um, you know, I'm in deacon formation and two of my friends, Scott and Mike, are, are God willing going to be ordained in May. And uh, they have really been sort of struggling in the, in the last, you know, you, they're getting so close to the finish line, right? And they said, but, you know, we've, we've really had a hard time. They said, if, if I didn't believe in evil before, like, I really believe in it now. They're like, that this is a thing where, Like, I have never doubted myself more. I've never faced more different kinds of things in my life. I have to tell you, a lot of my deacon friends have all reported that, like, in their last year of formation, they faced all kinds of crazy things. And so, you know, so, one, pray for them, folks. You know, that's the first thing I wanted to say. But then the second thing is, you know, at times in your life when you're when you're headed toward a goal, that's probably going to be the, the time where, you know, you need the prayers the most, you know. And, and so maybe toward the end of your Lenten journey this time when you, you think, okay, I've done this for five weeks in a row. Here comes week six. And then all of a sudden you hit a wall, right? And you're like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and always, I mean, the devil's really smart and he's subtle and there's excuses. So I could imagine a few weeks in, I'm with some priest friends. Oh, does it really matter if you just have a Manhattan here? And does it really matter if you spend that much time in in silence? I mean, you've been working really hard. All these little voices getting in, tempting to pull you away from these things. So, I mean, we'll get into this in a moment, but if if Jesus was tempted in the desert, then we sure will be tempted in our desert of Lent, too. Yeah. Well, here's a, here's a question, too. So, do you take Sunday off? That, that could be a whole other podcast, maybe, but do you, do you take Sunday off? Yeah, that could be a whole other podcast. I will not. I was out to lunch with my godmother last um, Monday. Was it President's Day? It was some holiday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And she told me that she she was she and her husband were best friends with my mom and dad. And she said, I never knew anyone who took Lent as seriously as your father. He's a construction worker, but he you know fasted throughout Lent and was really serious about it. Didn't drink, lost weight, and he he's just a very devout man. And I said, maybe that's where you know I I get I get some of this. Um, but I, so because of that, I don't want to take off Sundays because I'm going to either going to be all in or I'm not, yeah. you know, so I, I would cheat too much. Then I would take off, well, St. Patrick's day and then St. Joseph's day. And then before <laughs> he knew it, I'd be having three Manhattans a week. So I just know myself. Right. Yeah. I, I, I can't either. I take me too off track. Yep. I, I do the same way. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, no, I, I'm on the train. It's running. I don't want to stop the train right. and then have to restart it again. Right. It's yep. just, it just doesn't work. I, the other, you know, I've had this argument with people all the time. I'm like, it, 
Okay, if if you can't do it for forty days, why why are you, why are you gonna try to cheat a little? You know, like I always think, okay, I did it for six days, and now I get a day off. I'm like, no, no. no. The idea is, and people in in addiction studies and stuff say this, like. 30 days in a row is what it takes to, to break a habit, you know, not six days and stop and then pick back up and then six days and stop and pick back. That's, that's sort of missing the point, I think. Yeah, but to play devil's advocate, I lived with enough priests in Rome who during Lent would have a, a drink or eat meat or whatever their fast was. And they would say, this is part of celebrating the resurrection. We're a resurrection people. So there's there's that aspect too. Um, and something is better than nothing. Yes. So it sounds like we're all hardcore here. That's yeah. right. And it's knowing yourself too. <laughs> Maria Wancata's hardcore. What time do you wake up in the morning? You said you wake up early. 4.15. See, oh, that's what I mean. Lord. <laughs> I recognize one. I recognize one four fifteen today. That one's not it. <laughs> That's great. Now I'm also, I'm also up far past nine fifteen. Also, so good for you. Ditto. Okay, so we're uh, we. I think we're all set for Lent, and then uh, we're going to take a look at a church. I'm actually going to our church search today this afternoon, Saint Ignatius of Antioch. I have not been there. Okay, I'm going to drop their nine night stuff off this afternoon. But I am certain that you've seen it from the highway because just around West Boulevard. West 105th Street. It's north of I-90, and you see it. It's illuminated at night. It's probably one of the highest bell towers in the diocese. It's beautiful. And from the outside, you know it's beautiful. Inside, the one thing I remember is they have one of the high pulpits, and I think there's a door you have to open up, and you walk in the back and close the door behind you to preach. I don't know if Father Estabrook uses that, but I remember celebrating a funeral there, and the pastor at the time used that. And I thought, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I've been there. A few of the young adults that's, uh, that are pretty active in the diocese, they go there, and sort of like a more traditional crowd mm-hmm. uh, tends to go there as well. Right? Well, it's a beautiful, like traditional Roman-style church. The windows are gorgeous. It's high ceilings. Yeah, it's cool. I'm looking forward to getting back there for nine nights. Cool. Can't wait. Yeah, so St. Ignatius of Antioch, I'll be over there this afternoon. So. Not to be confused with St. Ignatius High School. Correct, which yes. is St. Ignatius of Loyola, Correct. where all good things come from, <laughs> um, <laughs> said the Fordham grad. Yeah, right. And so our, our gospel for this week, the first Sunday of Lent, the temptation in the desert. Wow, that's a great gospel for Lent, isn't it? <laughs> it was. And as we just mentioned a few minutes ago, the, the fact that Jesus was led out into the desert to be tempted should say something to us about, well, if he's like us in all things but sin, then we too will be tempted, especially during a time where we're trying to take our faith seriously. You were talking about your um, friends in the diaconate program being tempted just near the end. Same was true with me at the end of my college seminary, the end of my major seminary, even the transition from Catholic U coming back to the sem. I think when the devil knows you're going to be doing something good for the kingdom and dedicating your life, he's going to try to get in there and mess it all up. That's his mission. Yeah. He's a liar, Prince of Darkness. I think we tend to say, too, like, well, well, I'm only human, right? Like, and when I get tempted, well, I'm only human. And, and I guess there's some, there's some sympathy in that as well. Um, but the, I learned this in Christology this week, which is it's always good when you can apply your, your seminary sure. teaching to whatever you're doing, right? We, you know, we asked the question, well, if, if Jesus was tempted, then, you know, well, what does that mean about his humanity? We were talking about the divinity and humanity of Jesus. And um, our professor, well, you know, we tend to think that, like, sin is part of being human. That's sort of constitutive of being human. He goes, no, it's an aberration of our humanity. He goes, mm-hmm. Jesus is more human than we are. 
And we're like, huh. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and- like you saw like five people just go – Oh, wait a minute. Okay. All right. Now I get this. You in know? The, yeah. In the beginning, it was not so. God's original plan for us was not to sin and to be in full communion with him. Yeah. And yeah. Jesus is the example of that for us. He's the new Adam. Absolutely. So, Maria, do you have anything about uh, temptation to say? You look like well, you're pondering over that. I, so I was thinking along the lines of immediate gratification mm. and that through the example of Jesus's strength in the desert, he's the one we should be relying on through all of this. So then when we have those moments of weakness, he can help assist us through those. So as we approach Lent and going through whatever we decide to do, it's in those moments of weakness where we just want to give up. He is our, he is our salvation. He is the one to look to, to help us get through it. So as you go through Lent, look to Christ. He will help you get through it. Uh, I always say, you know, look for the look for the light in the darkness. You know, there's always a piece of light there if you look hard enough. You know, you, even if it's something small, that means the light still exists. So walk toward the light this Lent, and pray for us because yeah. we're going to pray for you throughout these uh, throughout these forty days, right? Yes, and I want I want to give a shout out to Reg. It's Maria's uh, mother-in-law who will email me if she sees me on the uh, the cathedral live stream mass, and I'm sure she'll listen to this. So got to give a shout out to Reg. Oh, thank Is that you. All right? yeah. yeah. All right. Always good. Maria, thanks for joining us this yeah, week. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great and, to have you. Yeah, and so this has been another Question of Faith. I'm Mike Hayes. I'm Father Damien. And I'm Maria Wankata. And we'll see you all again next week.